Welcome to the very first episode of the iHeart Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Houghton, and we don't have time for an intro, so let's just get fucking into it. All right, here's everything that happened with preseason, or the pre-draft and the free agency process, leading up until the draft, which is tonight. And knowing my dumbasses will probably get put up right before the draft. All right, so starting with the AFC East. The Bills, mainly the, mainly the Bills signed, uh, they signed uh, Mitch Trubisky, the MVP, to back up Josh Allen. And they also signed Emmanuel Sanders, which is a solid wide receiver. You can never have too many good wideouts, especially with the Bills. I think the Bills are right on the cusp of being a really good team and dominating the AFC East for years to come, pretty much replacing what the Patriots used to do. All right, next we have the Dolphins. Jacoby Brissett, they signed Jacoby Brissett, uh, and that kind of just shows me, like, they do, do they really trust Tua? I mean, like, I would trust Tua. I think this whole bullshit of getting a QB, giving him one year to fucking try and succeed in the NFL is kind of impossible and kind of a tall task for anybody. Like, I still think Josh Rosen got fucked over. Um, but yeah, just signing Jacoby Brissett tells me that they kind of do trust him. They don't trust him. He's w- probably one of the better backups in the league. So it's just that's just very interesting to me. But they did sign Will Fuller to help Tua, and Will Fuller is a speedster once he's not using PEDs. But they also signed uh, DJ Fluker to help reassure the offensive line, and it kind of looks like they're going all in on Tua. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do on Thursday night or tonight, actually. All right, the Pats. The Pats signed a lot of players who had star potential and are now trying to prove it. They signed Cam, they re-signed Cam Newton, which I think they should have re-signed Cam Newton. They might draft Justin Fields, depending if he falls in the draft or not. I think Cam Newton is the smart thing to do, sign him, and I think he's a really good player. I still think he can play in this league. They also signed, uh, signed James White, uh, Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Nelson Aguilar, Trent Brown, Matthew Judon, Kyle Van Noy, Jalen Mills, and all those players kind of t- are kind of the same in sense of Everybody had big expectations of them coming in the league, and they kind of didn't meet them. And now they're with the patch trying to prove it. A lot of them are on short-term deals to kind of like the prove-it deals to kind of see what they can do. And hopefully the Pats do something. I see them kind of being competitive in the AFC. With the seventh uh, playoff spot, they might get lucky. I don't really expect them to get lucky because there's a lot of teams I think they are going to be really good this year. All right, the Jets are a dumpster fire. They traded Sam Darnold, and if, luckily the, the smartest thing they did this offseason was fire Adam Gase. Which I don't know how you look at the past two years and not fire Adam Gase. I should have fired. I would have fired him last year. But they traded Sam Donald to clean house. They're gonna draft Zach Wilson, number two overall. Really, I think he's a really good player. I think he could be really good. But I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't watch a lot of college tape. I don't have time. But they did sign Corey Davis, who's a good wide receiver, who will help Zach uh, Wilson transition to the NFL. But I think the Jets are kind of gonna be a bottom feeders for at least next year, unless something drastic happens. All right. <clears throat> uh, AFC North, the Ravens. They said, fuck Lamar's prime. If the Ravens don't draft a wide receiver, they are stupid. They have to draft a wide receiver Thursday or Friday, or they don't care about Lamar. They The only receiver of note they signed was Sammy Watkins, who was also a bust in my opinion. Not my opinion. Fuck it. I don't care. He, he is a bust. You can't look at anything he's done and tell me he's not a bust. The Ravens have to draft a wide receiver. I understand they also traded Orlando Brown Jr., who was protecting Lamar. So, honestly, the first two rounds should be spent on wide receiver and offensive line, both of which are really deep in this class. The Ravens are kind of at this point where they're kind of pushing Lamar's prime to the edge. He's not going to be that much good for probably like another five. He's going to be good for at least another five years, and after that it's going to be very interesting. The Ravens got to help Lamar out in any way they can. Bengals, uh, nothing of note. They got new uniforms. But similar to the Ravens, they have to draft someone to protect uh, Justin, uh, Joe Burrow. Justin Burrow. Joe Burrow. Um, they've signed. They have T. Higgins. So I, th- but from the looks of it, they're gonna. They might draft Jamar Chase. 
out of uh, LSU to repair with Burrow, but I think they should draft Penny Sewell. I don't want them to. I want them to follow the Chargers, so the Chargers can pick him up. But the Bengals are kind of still rebuilding. They're still interesting and going to see what they're doing. They, it just sucks because they're in a stacked division. You know, like they're going to be luckily they're going to be playing battling the Steelers for third place in this division. All right. Uh, the Browns. The Browns finally give a shit. The Browns might have the secretly the best defense in the league with Tack McKinley, Jadavion Clowney, Malik Jackson, Troy Hill, John Johnson. They like they with and they have OBJ coming back. So the Browns. I think the Browns are going to be probably the two or three seed in the AFC when all things are said and done. But the Browns are going to be exciting this year, and I'm kind of low key rooting for the Browns. All right. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers got destroyed by the cap, and the only player of note they were able to sign was Juju. Uh, they had to let two of their starting offense. I think they let three of their starting offensive line go. Yeah, they're and they're rolling out fucking Ben Roethlisberger again. Uh, I think don't get me wrong. I think it's a smart thing to roll him out one more time. Hold on, I'm gonna sip of my Coors Light. Show is not sponsored yet. Working on it. Yeah, I think they're playing for third place in division at best. I mean. Big Ben is the is the smart move here because they're really not they're not going to be able to tank good enough to be in a top position next year. I think play a bit big this year, see how it goes, and then maybe trade up for a nice pick next year. I don't think that Abe, I'm not a draft guy, so the, I don't think the I'm not a college football guy. I mean, I'm not, I don't think the QBs coming out next year are as good as the bunch coming out this year. All right, so that's the AFC North. All right, the AFC South, the, the Texans. Uh, they. Well, Deshaun Watson, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. You know, Deshaun Watson demanded a trade and then said, I do want nothing to do with the Texans, yada, yada, yada. The uh, lawyer who used to be neighbors with the owner. <laughs> excuse me. Ooh, that's not that's not cool. Uh, the lawyer who used to be uh, neighbors with the owner. Uh, all these allegations coming out about him sexually, uh, sexually assaulting women, which sucks and which is awful. And if it's true, how fucking dare you? You suck. Um, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting how the next couple months play out. Deshaun Watson might never play another down of football again at this rate. Um, he might sit on a court and nothing is small good brush on the rud. But they signed Tyrod Taylor, who is a solid backup and potential starter if Deshaun has to leave. Or he get might he that's right he still might get fucking traded because the Texans don't know what they're fucking doing. Uh, Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay make a good one-two punch out of the backfield, and I consider Texas might as well be tanking because they can't get take, only because they can't take a personal time uh, and take the season off and figure out what they are doing. Yeah, the Sean Watson's kind of fucking everything up. If they would have been able to trade Deshaun Watson before everything came out, I think they would be full on tanking right now. Uh, I kind of should have traded them when they had the chance. All right, the Colts. The Colts traded for Carson Wentz, which I I called this. I called this. If you listen to the Supervan uh, Sports podcast which I was on a few months ago. Uh, I said that uh, Carson Wentz should go to the Colts. I think it's the smartest thing to do. He's with his old coach. He's in a dome where it's nice and cool because he, if, I don't know if you guys know this, but North Dakota State also plays in a dome, and I thought it would be very cool if he played back in a dome because I think that's what he probably plays best in compared to the cold of Philadelphia. Probably doesn't help that Philadelphia as much as screaming drunks yelling at him. Um, I think they're very close to competing, competing for a division title. I think between them and the Titans, it's them and the Titans. Yeah, I think the Colts are going to be good this year. I mean, yeah, because they made the playoffs last year with Phillip Rivers, and I love Phillip Rivers, but Phillip Rivers retired like two years ago. But, yeah, they were able to make the playoffs with Phillip Rivers, so only knows what Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is kind of a win-win thing for the uh, Colts because I don't remember exactly what they tra- traded to get him. 
but I don't think it was a lot. I think they just kind of traded him to see what he can do this year. That's a nice, cold, refreshing Coors Light. Uh, the Jags. The Jags are going to draft Trevor Lawrence. It's kind of known, kind of obvious. Uh, they signed Carlos Hyde and Philip Dorsett, which are good, some okay offensive pieces. And they also tightened up their defense. They got Rashawn Jenkins, Malcolm Brown, Shaquille Griffin, which I think the Jags are going to be not bad this year. Urban Meyer, hopefully, can break the stigma of college coaches' tradition in the NFL between, like, Nick Saban, Cliff Kingsbury, and oh, Pete Carroll's been pretty good. I mean, he went to he won a Super Bowl, but other than that, it's kind of been, like, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, so that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, the college coaches don't really have – traditionally success transferring to the NFL. Speaking of tightening up, we have the Titans, who also, whose only signing I'm going to mention is Bud Dupree, which is fine. They were in the FCU Championship game a little over a year ago, 2019, not 2020. But yeah, they were in the FCU Championship game a while ago. They're really, they're still really good. And I think this year is going to be a big year because if they can't get back and at least make a deep playoff run, they're going to be looking at Ryan Tannehill like, hey, you sucked in Miami. You're starting to suck again. You're not bad. He's like top 10. He's between 10 to 15 best quarterback in the NFL. And if you put him any higher in the 10, you're kind of just full of yourself, and you're probably Ryan Tannehill's mom. All right. So now we have the AFC West. Uh, the Broncos, they just traded for Teddy Bridgewater. And I feel like that, that just shows they don't trust Drew Locke anymore because I feel like this puts them out of position to, to draft a QB, which they were looking at drafting, I think, Trey Lance of all people, which would have been really good and really scary. I remember there were rumors they were going to trade for Deshaun Watson, um, which would have been a nightmare for for the Raiders because the Raiders had to play Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert twice a year. The Raiders should have just tried to move divisions. But Teddy Bridgewater is a, a fine quarterback. He's not going to blow you away. I don't think he's going to be an MVP frontrunner this year or even a dark horse this year. I think it's kind of just going to be a nice bridge quarterback to maybe give Locke some competition and see if Drew Locke is that dude like he thinks he is. He's not a bad quarterback either. I just think he's kind of been cast in a shitty scenario where the Broncos kind of are still in that Peyton Manning hangover where they really haven't gotten better since he left. They also signed Kyle Fuller and Kareem Jackson, Ronald Darby, and tagged Justin Simmons just to compete with the growing arms race in the AFC West because, like I said, they got to play Patrick Mahomes and uh, Justin Herbert twice a year, so they got to show up that defense, that secondary. The Broncos are going to be kind of competing for third place also this year. I think it's between the Chiefs and the Chargers this year for that division. Uh, the reigning AFC champs, Chiefs, who got beat in the Super Bowl by a stout defensive line, cut two of their starting offensive linemen. Well, they traded for one, so now they're like down one, but Orlando Brown is younger, so they could be okay as long as they draft someone. But anyways, I think like they got also got fucked by the cap. They uh, had to readjust after... You know, they, I know Mitchell Schwartz and uh, Eric Fisher are older. Eric Fisher, former one number one overall pick. Um, yeah, they had to readjust after the uh, that. And I think Orlando Brown's a really good signing. I wanted the Chargers to get him, but oh well, they didn't. So I think the Chiefs are going to be okay. They signed Orlando Brown, or they got Orlando Brown. They're going to draft somebody. They're probably going to draft an offensive lineman. And it's going to be interesting to see when they have to pay everybody, but... As of right now, I think they're going to be good. I think they're still in position to play first in the AFC. All right, the Raiders. The Raiders! They signed uh, Kenyon Drake and Yannick Ngakwe. It's two pretty nice pieces to help them compete for their place. I really think they're kind of out of their... their and them and the Broncos are going to be seeing, like, how can we we can make the seventh seed? 
We could do it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. All right, the Bolts. Let me preface and say I'm a Chargers fan, so I'm biased. But I don't give a fuck because I'm confident in what I'm saying. And I can be honest and say when the Chargers will suck. But they won't. They already have – they literally added two huge pieces to the offensive line. Um, I forget their names. <laughs> but they had a huge, huge lineman. Uh, Pat, no, Corey Lindsey and another guy from the Steelers, Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur. No, Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur, someone else. LaFleur. I forget who he is. Anyways. Um, yeah, they signed two piece, two huge offensive linemen, which I'm like uh, they're gonna be hopefully they they might I think they're gonna move up in the draft to draft move up in the draft to draft Penny Sewell. And like they have to protect Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, especially this year, like every team knows him and now they're gonna be looking for him. Like last year, like you know, they say like the sophomore slump, everybody gets film on you that first year, then the sophomore slump happens. I think Justin Herbert can avoid the, the sophomore slump. The Chargers are going to be fucking dangerous this year. they got a new coach and Brandon Staley, and it's going to be fucking, oh, it's going to be good. Oh, please, football gods, let the Chargers be good. That's all I ask. Amen. All right, now on to the NFC. All right, the Cowboys. Cowboys in year two, the Mike McCarthy experiment have re-signed Dak, which they should have done a fucking long time ago. But after watching him shatter his ankle on national television, the Cowboys are like, you know what? Now we'll give him a chance. So they should be competitive. But they are the Cowboys, so we will see about that. They will prove us wrong, probably. And they'll, but they'll still be complaining about, or still be talking about the Super Bowl that they went to, I think, before I was born, or when I was a small child. All right, the New York Giants. Uh, this is Daniel Jones' last chance to prove himself. The Giants helped him signing by signing Kenny Galladay, which is a huge pickup. So they are trying. They also signed Danny Shelton and Leonard Williams out the D, but I really think this is dangerous. Last year to kind of prove it. Joe Judge too. I know, I feel like I've never heard Joe Judge talk, so I don't know if he even is a real person. But Daniel Jones, this is his last year. The only went six. They dropped him at six, six, I think something like that. They, you can't spend the top ten pick on a guy and have three years have nothing to show for it. They got to considering the Washington Football Team is doing better than in their division right now. The Washington Football Team. Owned by human scum, Dan Snyder. Fuck you, Dan Snyder. If you're listening, I know you're going to be a huge fan of mine, but fuck you. I hate you. All right. Well, the Eagles. Uh, they were traded Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. Or they ca- traded Carson Wentz, fired Doug Peterson, which are crazy moves if you made them two years ago. But the NFL is crazy. Uh, these rumors of the Eagles picking a QB at six is fucking stupid. Like, ugh. Like, how can you do this? You barely fucking, you signed, or you drafted... Uh, what's it called? Jalen Hurts. You gotta give him a chance to compete. If you draft a QB at six, EDP is gonna be so pissed from prison. <laughs> like they, you have to. You can't t- let the kid go out there, compete for a spot, win the spot, and then the next year sign Joe Flacco. Grant, Ooh, another bird. Sorry, it is Joe Flacco. But they signed Joe Flacco, and now they're and now the coach Nick Scaramini or something like that sounds like a background character from The Sopranos. They signed him. Signed Joe Flacco, and now they're telling him like it's gonna be a competition, dude. Just give the kid the fucking job. He fucking earned it. He played his ass off at Oklahoma. Fucking played his ass off on your team. Put you guys almost in a position to win the fucking NFC East. But I for- totally forgot. Doug Peterson just said a big old fuck you to the Giants just so the, the Giants couldn't go. They fucking tanked the game so the Giants can go to the playoffs. I totally forgot about that until right now. Ugh. Anyways. Yeah, so uh, the Eagles are kind of a train wreck, and I feel like they kind of they might really fuck up this Jalen Hurts situation. 
And then we can look forward to a EDP rant live from prison. That will be fun. Yeah. All right, the Washington football team. Uh, they signed the GOAT, Ryan Fitzmagic, which is actually a huge signing because that means they will push Taylor Heineke out there, regret that, then throw Fitzpatrick out there, and he'll make everybody think he can be the face of the franchise, and then they'll trap someone, and then he'll go play for the Broncos probably. Actually, probably will happen. He, he He's almost, he's pretty close to playing for like half the NFL. But the Washington football team should be a playoff contender this year. They made the playoffs last year. They have an amazing defense. They almost fucking beat the the fucking Buccaneers. Patriots. The Tom Brady-led team. They almost beat them in the playoffs to send them home. And that would have been insane. Taylor Heineke looked pretty good out there. I think he'll be fine. I I really think Fitzmagic is, though, is a very underrated quarterback if you look at stats. I just think also he just doesn't make good decisions. It's never been thrown out there long enough to make proof he can make. The decision, best decision every time. He's always kind of on a shitty team. I don't think he's ever been. Has, he ever, has Ryan Fitzmagic ever been on a good team? Let me know. All right, the NFC North. North, duh, Bears. They signed Andy Dalton, so a bit to a big fuck you to all their fans and a way to slam the Super Bowl window shut. They were in the NFC Divisional round a few years ago with uh, Trubisky, and they said fuck all that. Let's go get Andy Dalton. I don't think anyone in Chicago knows how to evaluate quarterbacks because it's like. It's been known, if you follow the league at all, the the, Brown, the Bears have never got a good quarterback. The best the best quarterback in the Bears' history is either Jim McMahon or Smokin' Jay Cutler. And Jay Cutler is the best thing about Jay Cutler is that show he was on, on with Kristen Capillari where they have that fucking shop in Nashville. I forget what it is. But anyways, just Joe, Jay Cutler being snarky. I miss Jay Cutler. He's cool. He should do announcing. But yeah, the Bears are kind of saying, like, you know what? Fuck this window. Fuck Khalil Max Prime. Fuck oh, this nice defense we have. Let's see what we can fucking throw Redhead out there. See what he can do. All right. The Lions. The Lions have set Matthew Stafford free from this hell, but it also means Jared Goff is now doomed to one of the realms of NFC obscurity for the rest of eternity. Goff doesn't seem like a kneecap biter. I don't know why they signed him or why they went and got him. Um, they signed Michael Brocker, so that's good for them. Yay. The Lions uh, The Lions are probably going to have to blow it up in like two years. I really feel bad for Jared Goff. He was doing pretty good. He was an MVP candidate a few years ago. But now, he's on the fucking Lions where dreams go to die. Yeah, I think the Lions have replaced the Browns as the new factory of sadness. The Packers. So, the Packers. I wrote this last night. But because <laughs> they signed Aaron Jones, I wrote they signed Aaron Jones, which is hugely huge and hoping Aaron, keep Aaron Rodgers looking happy. Aaron Rodgers looks only, looks sad unless he's hosting Jeopardy. And apparently that was true. He is still fucking sad. He is, oh my God. Apparently he's pissed and does not want to return for the Packers. The draft is going to happen in two hours and it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Very interesting. Let's see. Did Adam Schefter post anything on Instagram or anything? No. Yeah, Adam, I have a push notification for Adam Schefter. So if anything happens live during the show, we will know it, and I will break the news to you live. All right. Um. Oh. The, oh. So, but that fake trade leak from of them trading for Jordan Love the Pats is a great move in my opinion. But no one listens to me. I think like uh, they should keep. They have to keep Rodgers. I think. Oh well. If he's pissed, I understand getting rid of him if he's mad. But Aaron Rodgers is arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But I think they kind of squandered his entire fucking career. With not helping him at all, especially drafting Jordan Love. Jordan Love is, was kind of a big fuck you to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, like, he won the MVP, and that's great. But what's an MVP when you have no rings to show for it? All right, uh, on to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, this is the last year for Cousins to show everybody how average he is. Uh, I've been saying he's an average quarterback for years now. No one listens to me. 
Now I have a podcast, people might. They've added some pieces on defense, like old man Patrick Peterson, who's gonna, who's gonna, what's it called? Who's going to change his number to seven, which is a fucking bad. I, I, you know what? Fuck Tom Brady. I don't care what anybody says. The changing numbers is one of been the the number rule is one of the dumbest rules in football. I would love to see a fucking eligible receiver out there with number one. That looked badass. And of course, receivers and corners should wear number one. I feel like it's a very receiver and corner thing. Anybody who played football knows receivers and corners belong wearing number one. They talk the most shit. Granted, they are the, most of the time the coolest people on the team, but they always talk the most shit. Um, they've, <laughs> but the Vikings look in a position with the Dalvin Cook, one of the best running backs in the league. They look in a position to fight for second place since the Bears and the Lions hate their fan bases. All right, we got the NFC, the Falcons. Uh, they signed Cordell Patterson to return kicks and hope they'll return every kick for a touchdown. And if that doesn't happen, they'll throw to Kyle Pitts, who they should draft at four until that works, uh, until they get score. So good luck, guys. You finally have a window to compete in the second division. And just said, fuck it. You know, you had Drew Brees, who was one of the great underrated quarterbacks of all time in terms of underrated, I think, in the top ten. But neither here nor there. Um, he even finally retires and you have time to compete. Like, oh, we can finally make it. We can compete for a playoff spot now because we just have old man Brady. And granted, the Bucks are really fucking good. But they said, fuck it. And we're just going to not do anything in free agency. We're going to, like, run with Matt Ryan, who is not bad, not that good. All right. No, I think Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan's serviceable. Matt Ryan's fine. Matt Ryan's probably got two years left. They're not going to draft a quarterback this year. I think that's really dumb for them, too. I think they should draft a quarterback next year, though. Next year, yeah, this is the final year of the Matt Ryan experiment. I think if unless if they can't make a playoff, if they can't make the playoffs at all, or at least be competitive, I think they gotta move on. And if they trade Julio Jones, that's the dumbest thing in the fucking world. You have one of the best receivers in the league. Granted, he's not. I know you guys aren't competitive this year. You guys are gonna make the Super Bowl this year, but still, come on. If you sign Kyle, if you draft Kyle Pitts, have Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, that's gonna be that's a pretty good offense, dude. Oh, and they have fucking Todd Gurley and his fucking eighty-year-old knee. But yeah. I think they'll, they should be okay. I'm not expecting them to be, make the playoffs, but they should be okay. All right, the Panthers. The Panthers are trade, trading for James Arnold is huge and a very high ri- low risk, high reward type of thing. I mean, I don't remember exactly what traded for him, but Sam Donald, he could be really good. He just has to fucking get his shit together. And this is this is his prove it year. Yeah, with uh, second year coach Matt Rule, I think this is kind of a huge thing because it gives another year to see like. Uh, maybe Sam Donald can be good. Kick the tires on him. The Jets were willing to get rid of him. They took him. Said really smart move. And then maybe next year they should, maybe depending on how Sam Donald will say, hopefully they don't have to draft a quarterback. Um, they also signed A.G. Bouye and Denzel Perriman. So they're pretty, they should could be pretty competitive. You know, I thought the the Panthers were going to be one of the worst teams in the league last year, and they actually weren't the worst team in the league. You know, I thought it was going to be like, it was not they were going to be the Jets, but no, the Jets were the Jets. And hopefully, speaking of the Jets, hopefully Arnold, Donald is able to wash off some of the stink left by Adam Gase. Saints. Honestly, they should not have signed Jamin. Jameis. They were bit off trying to trade up for Lance or even hell if you have Mac Jones used car salesman looking ass falls down. They would bear off doing that. Jameis is a bust. Fuck you. He's a bust. You can't be drafted number one overall. And after five years, your team's like, you know what? We're going to go with a 39, or I think 41 at that point. We can't go with a 40-year-old quarterback instead of the number former number one pick, former Heisman Trophy winner. He's a bust. He's trying, the NFL media is trying to mask him as not a bust, posting videos of his fucking stupid-looking workouts. I guess I'll call his workouts stupid-looking. Stupid-looking workouts and that dumb speech. He's like, everybody doubted me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we doubt you because you fucking suck, bro. You're not that good. <laughs> Jameis. 
Oh, oh, they just... The Buccaneers cut Jameis before they even signed Brady. They had a chance to sign Brady. Remember, Brady was between the Chargers and the Bucks last year, and they chose the Bucks because the Bucks already cut Jameis Winston. They, uh, he like Jameis is supposed to be in his prime right now, but he had to back up Drew, n- not enough arm strength to throw slants, and only uh, Drew only enough arm strength to throw slants to Mike Williams, Breeze. They couldn't even do, couldn't even beat out Drew Brees. He could. Even when he, Drew Brees was suspended last year, they had Teddy Bridgewater there. Teddy Bridgewater in the fucking spot instead. Not suspended, he was hurt. They had Teddy Bridgewater starting instead. So it proves how much confidence I think the Saints really have in Jameis. I don't think Jameis is going to be that good, honestly. I think Saints are going to be... Th- who's in the division? They're going to be third place in that division. I think, yeah, Sean Payton might get fired this year. I think this could be Sean Payton's last year. I really do. Especially if the Jameis doesn't work out and they chose not to... I think, or Taysom Hill could get the start. I think Taysom Hill's not a bad start for them. Please let me know if I talk too fast. I probably do. All right, Buccaneers literally signed everybody possible so Tom Brady can once again repeat. Life is not fair. There is no God. Next. All right, the NFC NFC West. All right, they uh, the Cardinals signed Kyler Williams and Cl- or they didn't sign. I'm sorry. The Cardinals did not sign Kyler Murray. They have Kyler Murray, and they have to do something with him. This is, this, this is, I think this is going into his third year in the NFL now. He has to do something. They have DeAndre Hopkins. They just signed Adrian Green. They, ha- they literally have the best receiver combo in the NFL. They also traded for Rodney Hudson, which will help shut up the line for little Kyler Murray. And, oh, shit, that's right. They signed J.J. Watt. Hopefully he can stay healthy and contribute because I expect the Cardinals to be a dark horse for the NFC. Dark horse, dark horse, dark horse for the NFC title. Yeah, I think... If you listened to the Superfans podcast I was on, I said the Cardinals are, are my bold predictions that they're going to be have the most wins in the NFC. That doesn't mean they'll win the NFC, but I think they'll have the most wins. The Rams. Rams literally said, fuck a first-round draft pick this decade. Matthew Stafford is going to be all kinds of problems under McVay. Dude, he is scary. I think he's one, he, he is easily a top-ten quarterback still in this league. He is going to be on fire this year. I think he – I'm calling, calling it here first, A – I love football podcasts. The first guarantee in the history of the podcast, I think he's going to be an MVP candidate. If he's going to get votes for MVP this year, there's no way he doesn't. He's a man's going to throw for at least 5,000 yards and definitely win comeback player of the year. All right, the Niners. Niners resigning Trent Williams is huge, and hopefully now they don't fucking blow it and draft Mac Jones. Used car sales looking ass. They resigned a bunch of pieces on defense and are hoping to get out of the Super Bowl hangover. I feel like if they draft Mac Jones, that is the dumbest fucking thing. There's never been an Alabama quarterback successful in the NFL not named Joe Namath. And Joe Namath was successful because he was in the fucking 60s. He was too busy spreading gonorrhea through the city of New York. Um, they, they, if they don't draft Justin Fields, that's on them. There's, that's the dumbest thing. They have to trade up. You can't trade up and get someone who looks like they should be selling used cars. No offense, Mac Jones. You know what? Fuck you. You're not fucking listening to this. They, get, they have to get Justin Fields. Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I think that's the pick at three. But we will see in about an hour and 50-something minutes. The Seahawks. I think the Seahawks should have traded Russ to the Bears. Other than getting Gabe Jackson, they haven't done anything to help him. You know, like, they tried to let Russ cook. Russ cooked, and then he burned everything. and then Or he, he burnt everything and didn't really make the recipe they wanted him to. They did send Alden Smith, but in all his fucking baggage, and he got arrested, like, right after, I think. I think Russell Wilson is easily still a top-five quarterback in this league, and I think he's only worth worth three first rounds. I think anything over three is kind of insane because four years in the NFL's future, who knows, Patrick Mahomes might have fallen off the earth already. 
you know, Russell, trading Russell Wilson for anything more than three is kind of insane. The Seahawks are just getting greedy. I don't know what to tell you guys. All right, so that is my run through of the end of the free agency and fantasy. Let's see how long did that take. I think twenty eight minutes. Holy shit, that was less time than I thought. Well, look at that. Still working out the kinks. This is the first episode, so this audio might be awful. I don't know yet. I'll let you guys know. All right, so um, I didn't do a mock draft this year because I don't like mock drafts. I don't really watch enough college football. I normally work on Saturdays, and that's just a lot of time. I mean, hopefully, if you guys give me enough money, I don't have to work on Saturdays, and then I can watch college football, and I'll do a mock draft. Uh, so this is the I Love Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Houghton, and I'm pretty much going to go over what to expect from this show. I don't know if anybody's still listening. If you did, I appreciate it. So um, I love football, and I want to talk about it. I, I have a lot of opinions. I have a lot of kind of smart, I think smart opinions, but if you'll, you'll learn. I really don't care about what your opinion is. I care about it. I'll listen to it. But at the end of the day, I think I'm pretty good. I think I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm going to talk over, I'm talking about news. I'm going to plan it. This is hopefully going to be a weekly podcast during the off season. And then once the season gets going out, I can talk about the games that are going to happen and then recap the games right after they happen, hopefully too. Um, yeah. Well, oh, really quick, we're gonna go to um, really quick. We're gonna do. I'm gonna start a segment right now on the first episode called the. Uh, we're gonna have some. See if any we have any callers on the line. Callers, do we have any callers on line one? No. Oh, that's right. It's the first episode. Okay, so moving on. I'll get the fix eventually. I'm kind of doing this by myself. I really don't know what I'm doing, so I'm literally figuring this out as we go. But it's a process, and I hope everybody who's listened this long is in it for the long haul. I love football, and there's nothing more I want to talk about it. Please, um, you can tweet at me at Dom's Not Funny, and we can talk about football. I, I nothing more like talking about football and stand up. All right, so that's it. The draft is in an hour and forty five minutes. I'm gonna shower. I'm going to drink. I'm going to make some BLTs. And hopefully, let's, hopefully teams make some good choices out there. All right. Thank you guys for listening. This is the first episode. Really nervous. This is Hopefully this turns out good. Hopefully the audio is good. I'm working out kinks. If the audio sucks, let me know. All right. Always remember, I love football and I love you.